Are you ready to join the AWOD Army? Tune in to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM every day from noon to 3 on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. If you miss any of the show, you can always rewind on the Odyssey app or check out the podcast by going to iTunes or Spotify, just searching AWOD Radio. You'll find each hour of the show plus a full best of hour on AWOD Radio. It's available every single day by 4 p.m. for your drive home. We'll go around the NFL here in 15 minutes. Give you another season preview every single day. We're doing a season preview leading up to the start of football season. Doc Walker, the Super Bowl champion, and he's a host on the Team 980. He'll join us today at 2.30. But right now, it's time to catch you up on all of the college football news here in the state of Virginia with University Drive. Let's go to University Drive. Scores, rivalries, rankings, all the college football in the state of Virginia. We'll follow the action all season long. College football, baby. University Drive on AWOD Radio. All right, let's start with the Hokies here in Blacksburg. That will be the home for the first ACC Network primetime game Saturday night, the Monarchs of ODU. We got the win last year at ODU. We'll travel to Blacksburg. And Brent Pride did announce that Grant Wells will be quarterback one this season. But what I thought was interesting is that he said Chiron Drones will receive action every week. So what does that mean to me? Well, it means they're going to kind of do some kind of a wildcat with him. Maybe he gets some carries around the goal line. Maybe he gets some carries on some like third and one opportunities. I kept saying all offseason, Grant Wells didn't do enough for me to prove that he should be the starting quarterback once again for the Hokies. The reason he got the job is because of the experience that he has, and he wore the Hokies jersey last year. But Pry said to reporters, quote, it's hard for me to not think about one of them helping us. They both bring a lot to the table in their own way. Yeah, so I could see a scenario where that's the case, where both quarterbacks have a successful season for the Hokies this year. They've got to handle business inside of the state of Virginia this year. That's the number one thing. Uh, For the Hokies to lose to Old Dominion two of the last three times, it's just something that it's not going to get them to get this program back to where it should be. They have to take care of business in the state of Virginia. They have to start recruiting better in the state of Virginia. And hopefully the former Monarch, Ollie Jennings, will be the star wide receiver for the Hokies this season. Let's move over to UVA. As the Hoos begin their season in Nashville against the Tennessee Volunteers. And the number one thing that I want to see out of the offense is just show some pop against Tennessee. Even if they're blown out. Even if, you know, Tennessee just rolls over them for the whole first half. They're down 28-0. Let's see if they can put some points on the board. 126th ranked offense last season for UVA. Just 17 points per game. Tony Elliott's supposed to be this offseason offensive genius. Let's get after it. Let's see them score the ball uh, in in this game against Tennessee. We know Tennessee's going to come after them. I was listening to Who's Talking last night with Frank Maloney. 
and he's a little bit concerned about the physicality of the offensive line for UVA. And that's a big test. Week one against Tennessee. You know they've got some big boys. They're going to try to get after the quarterback. Will Tony Musket even have time in the pocket to release the ball downfield? Going to be a big question for UVA this season. We mentioned ODU. They begin their season at Virginia Tech. Defensively, they are led by Jason Henderson. Uh, had unbelievable success at the Sun Belt last year, leading the Sun Belt in tackles. For Richmond, the Spiders, they host Morgan State this Saturday to kick off the season before traveling to Michigan State for Week 2. VMI, I'm wearing my VMI polo today. they got a football fest. Good. They host Davidson September 2nd. And William and Mary, they begin Thursday night, August 31st, at Campbell. Well, joining us right now to preview the JMU Duke season on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's Noah Fleischman. What's going on, Noah? Hey, Adam. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So how are you feeling about the quarterback position for the Dukes this season? Yeah, I think it's not really going to be that much of concern. Yeah, you know, whoever plays is doesn't have much experience in this offense um, or just playing college football, you know, in the last couple of years, but it's really down to a couple of guys and we'll see which way they turn. But, you know, you know, everyone likes the redshirt freshman and Alonzo Barnett and you have the, the Arizona transfer and, and Jordan McLeod. Those two have been the lead were the leaders out of spring ball. And then, you know, they just haven't come up with the, with, them, with their minds yet, you know, leaving fall camp. What is the game preview Noah for JMU this weekend, hosting Bucknell to start the season? Yeah, you know, it's going to be a good game for them to see what they have to work with, right? You're going to see the starters. I imagine you'll see the second and third stringers in the second half. It's, it's not going to be much of a game on the field, but it's going to be good for JMU to see, you know, who they have behind the starting group and how they can play in an actual game environment. So it'll be good. A good start before they get on a really tough stretch, starting with UVA next weekend. I know JMU wants to build off of last year's success. What do you think a successful season in the Sun Belt would look like for the Dukes? Yeah, you know, they're playing a full 12-game schedule now, so I think success is really seven to nine wins. Um, you know, I think it's really good to build off of what they did last year. They went eight and three a year ago. They go eight and four. You go nine and three this year. I think that's a really good step, especially if they can find their way into a bowl game this year. That would be, you know, the, the, I think the cherry on top of them. How do you what do you, how do you think this game is going to go against Virginia? I mean, I I, I kind of think if JMU is going to take down the Hoos, this would be the perfect year with the offensive line issues for Virginia. They're trying a new quarterback in, in Tony Musket here, and defensively they lost a lot of corners. How do you feel about the Dukes' chances to get a big win inside the state of Virginia? Yeah, I think it's a really winnable game, and this is a game that you know Kurt Tignetti wants to win. Uh, he's made no secret about it, and. And I think they've got a really good chance to do it. Similar to UVA, they've lost some key players in key spots, but I think you know they have an opportunity to build off of what they did a year ago, even though they're without a guy like Todd Santel, without a lot of wide receivers as well. They've reloaded in the portal at wide receiver, and I think that they'll be okay. And it's going to be a competitive game, but I think you know the Dukes probably won't be favored by Vegas, but I think you know a lot of people feel good about it going into Charlottesville next weekend. What's going to be the strongest part of JMU's defense this season? Yeah, linebacker, I think, is where, where, where it starts. you got Torres Jones and Jalen Walker. Jalen Walker, a Richmond native. Those two played a year ago, first time starting, and, and anchored that defense to the top two leading tacklers. So I think they'll, but they'll be the ones to lead the way. It's a veteran secondary, too, but young corners. So I think the linebackers will be where everything starts. We've got Noah Fleischman with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline covering James Madison Dukes football this season. Noah, a bunch of my buddies went to JMU, and they all talk about how the fan base there, the students, they get fired up for game day, but they don't always last throughout the game. Is that something that you noticed last season? Is that going to change maybe for the Dukes this year? 
Yeah, it was a little bit better last year, but yeah, by halftime, you know, a lot of people funnel out and, and go do what they want to do on a Saturday, Saturday yeah. evening, Saturday night. But I think, you know, we'll see it throughout the year. I think it'll get better this weekend. Probably not. It's going to be a blowout by halftime, so I wouldn't. you don't really knock people for leaving it at that point. But, you know, there's competitive games on the schedule at home this year, South Alabama in week five. That one I expect, you know, a packed crowd for the entire game because the Jaguars are one of the best teams in the conference. It'll be a good game in week five. What is your preseason prediction for the Sun Belt? Who are going to be the top dogs this year? Yeah, you know, I said South, South Alabama, I think they'll come out of the West as the, as the West champion. And you look on the East, I think Marshall is a really, really sneaky team. Not a lot of people are talking about them. And I think that, really, I think they have a chance to win the whole conference, especially since JMU is not eligible to play in the uh, conference championship game for a second straight year. So I give it Marshall and South Alabama with Marshall, you know, winning it all. You know, we all remember uh, Jimmy Moreland, who played at JMU and then ended up as a commander's cornerback. Any guys on the roster you think have um, NFL in their future this season? Yeah, Nick Kidwell is a, is a senior offensive lineman, uh, you know, at right tackle. I think he's got the best chance of being a draft pick, hearing his name called in, in the NFL draft. There's been a ton of scouts at practice during fall camp, and you see them all make their way to the offensive line. So if you're going to pick one guy out of this team, I think he's got the best shot at, at hearing his name called come April. Noah, give my audience a little preview of the work you'll be doing for JMU this season. Yeah, you know, I've just got to cover JMU on a weekly, on a you know daily basis, week to week. We're in game week now, so we've got some press conference availability later today, and we get into you know the game, the game preparation and game coverage starting tomorrow with Bucknell uh, this weekend, and then we'll flip right into UVA next week. So it's going to be a busy time, but it's going to be a good time. Awesome, man! Thanks so much for joining the show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Yep, that was Noah Fleischman. You can follow him on social media at Fleischman underscore Noah. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. You can get in touch with me on Twitter and Instagram, AWOD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. Phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. So we're going to go around the NFL next on NFL Hits, and I've seen a list, they came, a list came out. On the odds for the first quarterback benched and the first head coach fired in the NFL, not looking very good for the local guys, Sam Howell and Ron Rivera. We'll discuss that next on NFL Hits. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. AWOD Radio. Every weekday from noon to 3 on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Welcome. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So on Fox Sports 1, Dallas Cowboys All-Pro cornerback Stephon Gilmore was asked who he'd rate as the best wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah, I found it kind of interesting. We'll break it down right now as we go around the National Football League. Give the latest news, and it is cut day here in the NFL. All the teams have to be down to the final 53-man roster by 4 p.m. It's time for NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on A1 Radio. All right, Stephon Gilmore's won a Super Bowl, right, with the Patriots. Now he comes over to Dallas and Here's who he believes are the top five wide receivers in the National Football League. I love that he put my guy on the list. Don't like him that he's at number five. That's Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins. Now, 
Hill is, I think, the most dynamic weapon in all of the National Football League because he can take a screen past the distance. He can burn past every secondary in the National Football League. He's the fastest man on the planet. He's and a cheetah. It wasn't just Mahomes. Yeah, right. He was awesome with Tua last year. Yeah. Uh, so he's number five on the list. Number four, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Now, we were talking about this yesterday between Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, who's going to have the better season. I think it's going to be Justin Jefferson, but there's a chance I think Jamar Chase maybe gets more touchdowns because he can top beat the top off the teams. Yeah, he's everywhere, but he's also injury prone. Yeah, more so than JJ. No, that is true. Number three on the list was Justin Jefferson, the Vikings wide receiver. Number two, Devonte Adams. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I've always Devonte Adams probably has the best hands. He's and, just and route running. Yeah, route running too. He's just, he's just so good at that. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with him this season. Uh, but number one, Stefan Diggs. You said it. The I, disgruntled really. wide receiver in Buffalo. <laughs> we were both saying that if, if they lose week one, Diggs might not be on the roster by the end of the season. Well, they had a series this past uh, preseason uh, week game, and um, he looked pretty good. You know, he got the ball a couple times. He's high-fiving everybody who made catches other than him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he seemed supportive and happy. We'll see what happens, though. So here's the odds that came out for the first quarterback to be benched this season. And the most likely quarterback is Baker Mayfield, who was named QB1 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But number two on the list is actually Sam Howell. Four to one odds. That is a f***ing rocket right there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's going to throw rockets and they're going to take him out? I know. Come I, on, I doubt it. And I actually, if I would put money, it would be on the third guy, and that's Ryan Tannehill. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, I, what are the he Titans going to do? They need him this year well, to run that play I, action. I think they want to give uh, the other quarterbacks a try. Yeah. Right? Um, number four was C.J. Stroud. I don't He's not going to get benched. He's not going to win many games, but he's not going to get benched. Five, Mac Jones. My boy not on the list. Your boy, it was down to 12-1, to 1, Bryce right. Young. Yeah. No, but look, there it just would make no sense to have Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, or C.J. Stroud get benched this season. You have to throw them out there all 17 weeks, and even if you lose every game, you get better during the draft. You either draft a star defensive lineman or, you know, an offensive tackle or something, but... I just don't know why you would bench a rookie quarterback. You have to see what he's going to do. And I feel the same way about Sam Howell. Even if the commanders are 1-5, I still think you play him for at least the first eight weeks of the season. You really got to see what you got in Sam Howell before you start going to Jacoby Brissett or Jake Fromm. Right? Um, first, Everybody seems to be sleeping on your boy. I know. Odds for first head coach to be fired this year. Josh McDaniels up there at 6-1. to one. I've already told you my pick. In Dallas, Mike McCarthy, and he was tied for the best odds at six to one. So looking like I got a chance to be correct on that one. Todd Bowles at six to one, uh, maybe, and then Ron Rivera at seven to one. So he's up there with the second highest odds of head coaches to be fired this season. It would have to be just a disaster for Ron Rivera to be fired. I just think that Josh Harris and the new ownership group—they don't want to look like these kind of like overlords that, oh, you make a mistake, you're gone. I, I think they want to sit back and be flies on the wall this year. I mean, he's had such a tumultuous preseason with yeah. the press. I know. If they're 0-4, you know, that, well, let's say, it's a must-win week one. If yes. they're If they're 1-3, is he getting the booth? No, he's not. But if it gets to the point that they are 1-7 or if they are 2-9, if they get, if the team at any point in the season 
gets a ninth loss, I don't think Ron Rivera survives that Monday. If they get a ninth loss. Yeah, because that then they're not getting in. Right. But I just, I also don't see that happening. That's why last week I told you, take the over of six and a half while you can on FanDuel. Is it still there? Promo code AWOD. It's I still there. It. it will not be there by September 10th, I believe. It's going to be up to seven and a half by then. Because Sam Howell's looks so good throughout preseason. But, um, yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. All right, so every day on AWOD Radio, we've been doing a season preview one team at a time. Here are the teams we've done so far. I've only given out uh, three above 500 records. It is hard for me to we give out from W's. the bottom last year. I like handing out L's. It's, it's, I enjoy doing it. <laughs> Houston, 5-12. and 12. Bears, 6-11. and 11. Cardinals, crappy for Caleb, 3-14. and 14. Colts, 7-10. and 10. Broncos, 9-8. and 8. I'm, I'm believing in Russell for one more year. Rams, 8-9. Raiders, 6-11. Falcons, 7-10. Titans, 6-11. Saints, 9-8. Jets, 9-8. Browns, 8-9. Panthers, uh, 7-10. Now, today, we preview the New England Patriots. Mm. What do you think, Zach? Uh, super tough division this year, but yep. Hall of Famer, uh, no doubt for your head coach leading everybody. Mac Jones looked good in his last pre- uh, preseason appearance, so... I don't know. Maybe they're 500, but that's still not good enough to sneak in anywhere in that division. So they added Ezekiel Elliott to be the backup running back behind Ramondre Stevenson. They'll find a way to get him involved. I want him. I bad. think I, in fantasy. Yeah, Ramondre. Oh, Ramondre. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to draft a New England running back. I've always been. A, they just use so many different guys. Ty Montgomery's the third running back. He might get some carries. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker. Some decent wide receivers there. For Mac Jones, Hunter Henry, the tight end. Uh, defensively, that's you know the specialty for Bill Belichick. Always has been. Uh, Matthew Judon's probably their best player defensively. Jabril, Jabril Peppers comes over to play uh, free safety. They draft Christian uh, Gonzalez in the first round to be their main cornerback, but he's a little bit injured right now, banged up. They don't know if he's going to start the regular season. Uh, Dietrich Wise as one defensive end with Lawrence Guy Sr. On the other side, Trey Flowers, the backup there on the defensive line for the Patriots. And when I look at this schedule for New England, it is very tough to start the season. But I've already predicted they're going to win week one, right? Because Jalen Hurts didn't play in preseason. That was my bit. He's going to be rusty in I week one. I can't keep track of all your hot takes. I, I, believe me, I'm a hot take <laughs> factory over here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just think, look, Jalen Hurts... Jalen Hurts hasn't taken a snap since the Super Bowl. Week one in Foxborough, they're going to, I think, put Tom Brady in the ring of honor. They're going to celebrate Tom Brady's career. It's The crowd is going to be going crazy. They win that game. And then they pay, uh, face off against Miami week two at New York with the Jets at Dallas. Hopefully they're they're two and two by the end of the fir- uh, first four weeks of the season. Gets a little easier against New Orleans and then Vegas before back-to-back games against Buffalo and Miami. They come to uh, Washington, goes to New England on Sunday, November 5th. And after that, they play Indianapolis. That's a win streak right there I'm seeing for New England. Washington, Indianapolis, bye week, and then New York and the Chargers. The t- they have a tough final four weeks of the season, though. Kansas City, Denver, at Buffalo, home against New York. But I'm seeing a- quite a few wins here for the Patriots. And I just think Bill Belichick wants to make the playoffs this year so badly to try to prove that it wasn't just Tom Brady and that 
he can figure it out with no matter who's the quarterback. You know, maybe I mean, it, it, who's the backup? Bailey Zappi last year. He's and the backup the, again and this fans year. Fans loved him. Oh yeah, they went they Big went on. nuts for Zappi. I'm going to go on record and predict nine and eight for the New England Patriots. Just slightly above five hundred. He flip flopped their record from last year. Finished third in the AFC East. They were eight and nine, but they always seem to be in the game. They're always going to be in. They're the going to be a situational team. Yep. It's going to come down to that final week of the season when they're at home hosting Aaron Rodgers and you the have Jets. Them beating the Commanders? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, A-Wad. Well, dude, it's the it's the matchup of the coaches. T- give me Bill Belichick over Ron Rivera <laughs> seven days a week and twice on Sunday. All right, and twice coaches. on Sunday, November 5th. All right, Commanders don't win that game. Oh, no. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. Call AWOD. 833-804-0910. Doc Walker, Super Bowl champion, coming up next on The Fan. AWOD Radio. Every weekday from noon to 3 on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Just saw some uh, pretty cool news in the NFL. Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, made the 53-man roster. How about that? So Damar Hamlin will be back in the National Football League this season. So, We've gone around the NFL. We've talked some college football here as well. And now I wanted to get back into the Commanders and talk about week one against the Arizona Cardinals, the game that everybody is calling a week one must-win game, which just, it kind of sounds crazy. It sounds hot takey. You know, there's 17 games in the National Football League, 18 weeks with a bye week. But Ron Rivera, I told you earlier, has just started slow week after week after week, year after year after year. And it couldn't have been set up better for Washington this season when you're facing off against the Arizona Cardinals who don't have a good quarterback right now. We thought they were going to start Colt McCoy. And then we thought, oh, is Kyler Murray going to be ready? No, it's looking like they're going to get Josh Dobbs as their starting quarterback week one against the Commanders. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, former Super Bowl champion, and you can hear him on the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. It is Doc Walker. What's going on, Doc? Hey, what? It's good, man. It's hard to get better than it is now as we get closer and closer to the target, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Absolutely. What do you think about that matchup there? A lot of people have said it's it's a must-win game for the Commanders. You're a guy that played in the National Football League. Does that piss you off to hear week one is must-win? Well, it's very important because we've had miserable Septembers, and at this point, everybody understands the stakes are high. And and it, I don't like to match up, as I've said on earlier formats. I want to be fearful of my opponent because I train better throughout the summer. If it's within the division, I wouldn't be worried at all. But there are too many people telling our players as they walk through the supermarkets and the liquor stores, hey, they're bums. They're the worst team in the league. And that's cancer. You can't let that sink in because you're in last place. 
And our problem is that we have not assessed where we are. Once you assess where you are, then you are pissed off at everybody. I hate everybody in the league because we have done nothing of significance yet. So Arizona's deadly to me because their strength is their D-line, and right now our perceived weakness is our offensive line. Doc, Chase Young, you know, will he be able to suit up week one? What are you expecting from Chase Young week one? Uh, I don't have any expectations because he's hurt. If he's got a pinch and uh, if you had one, you understand a stinger is no joke when you're a NASCAR performer. So if his neck is bothering him or his ankle, he's in trouble because it's a sport of collisions. So I want him to heal with that, and I never worry about anybody hurt. It's the next man up, and we are thick at his position. He's one of the positions we can afford an absence more so than any other on the team, in my opinion. It's Doc Walker here with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Doc, I was really impressed with the offense throughout the entire preseason and Eric Bieniemy's play calling. The number one thing I noticed was the spacing. What was the biggest thing that you noticed from Eric Bieniemy's play calling in preseason? Tempo. Yeah. Tempo and protection because, first of all, this team needed a kick in the rear end offensively. Your 20 points a game is pathetic. And you got a defense that you could actually win, have won the division with. See, I'm hard on this team because I think last year's was a playoff team, and they blew it. But that's a playoff team. So you can't tell me that last year's team, had they been managed better, would not have made the playoffs. I don't believe that. I believe that they blew an opportunity to be a playoff team. Cleveland and the Giants? you got to be kidding me. You can beat the Eagles and the Cowboys, but you can't beat the Giants? So they blew that. They mismanaged it. Awful. Okay, that's over. Old news. New news is that Eric Bieniemy has given me all the confidence in the world that I know what's possible. I did, I, Turner, nice guy. Horrible protection plans. They got their quarterbacks who were average at start murdered because they couldn't protect them. And they picked players that were slow and overrun. They had passed the prime, and that's a management deal. Well, they cleaned that up. So now I want to we'll run better. We've got a pit bull controlling the offense, and my expectation levels are back high again because with the defense we have on paper, there's no reason for us not to win and win big. You can follow Doc Walker on social media at Rick Doc Walker, and you can hear him as a host on the Team 980. Doc, did you ever deal with turf toe throughout your uh, career playing in the NFL? Yes, yes, horrible, it's horrible. How do you think Terry McLaurin's going to be able to deal with this? Well, he's a warrior. See, again, Awad, I'm different. So the way I think, nobody else is, going, is on that level. They've proven that. I wouldn't play Terry until the Eagle game. And I don't even know the extent of it or the degree of his injury. Off the cuff, because he's at one of my strongest positions. So why would I hinder him to make him limp all year when I can let him heal in a position that I'm loaded in? That's just how I think. So do you think so Jahan Dotson? Yeah. So do you think Dotson has what it takes to be wide receiver one? No, I know he does. I don't think about it. I know he does.
Let's go through the tight ends. I'm really excited for Cole Turner. We're wondering if Logan Thomas will be able to suit up. They still have got John Bates as well. What are your thoughts on the tight end room for Washington this season? I'm highly disappointed that we've not gotten the production out of the talent. And I, I was just like you. And then I just what I've seen now is unacceptable. We have got to be better at that position if we're going to be a winning team. It's not about what you project, it's what you do. And they can't even get on the field. We lost the most consistent one we have, 88 out. We lost him in the offseason. So now, yeah, we look good walking through the airport. But if you don't play in the game, and when you get in the game, you don't produce, what am I supposed to think? Doc, we know this offensive line will struggle at times this season. So I, I just want you to kind of go through schematically, how can Eric Bieniemy make it easier for the offensive line, easier for Sam Howell to have more time for these long developing routes? Well, if I did that, I'd be giving up trade secrets and they'd lose to Arizona. <laughs> just watch. Yeah, you'll see. See, a hey, you got to understand this, man. Nobody gives out classified information unless they're an idiot. Now, we've had a lot of idiots on the microphones representing our team. You ain't talking to one now. You, they're not going to show you anything until game day. And if you look at the Chiefs, they're not trying to trick anybody. It's going to be pretty basic. But it's going to be efficient how it's run. You can tell the tempo now is better than it's been. You can already see potentially what's there. And I think we can run the ball with anybody in America if we prove we can throw because if not, I'm just going to load the box against you. If I was playing us, I would dare you to pass, and I'd blitz the hell out of you until Sam proved he could beat the blitz. It's Doc Walker with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. You can follow Doc on social media at Rick Doc Walker. So the Commander's season begins in just 10 day, 12 days against the Arizona Cardinals, and, and we've been calling it a must-win game because they've got to get off to this hot start, which is something that hasn't happened in the Rivera era. And so when it comes to Ron Rivera this season, you know, I've had a, I felt like there's this theme from the fan base and doc, you might be, uh, you might've noticed it too, from taking calls on your show. Everyone's been saying if Ron Rivera will just leave Eric B alone, well, the offense will be successful this season. Have you noticed that? Yeah, they may say that. I don't think he's, I don't think he's hampered Eric, but I don't know. I'm not there on a regular basis. And, um, it would behoove him if I were him, <laughs> he, but he already did it. Give Ron credit. He's the reason Eric's here. He got Eric here. Yeah. He makes all the decisions. Had they had competent ownership, Eric would have been here earlier. They'd have made changes earlier. But that you can't put one man in charge of everything, in my opinion. And they did that, and it's the kiss of death. Doc because you got to always have somebody on the outside that is not emotionally tied to players. Yeah. It makes player decisions. Doc, how, how good of a season do you think Benjamin St. Juice is going to have this year? And, and Do you have any insight into why Jack Del Rio wants to play him in the slot instead of on the outside? No, whatever Jack I'm, – I'm a Jack guy. Whatever Jack – maybe it's best for the team. Um, if St. Juice stays healthy – see, all my heroes play 15, 16 games. It's hard to be I, – I don't, I don't do the partial look club. You know, you, you got to play. You got to play season. We need people to be available. We're in last place because we couldn't get our best players to play every game or to play at a particular level every game. You know, I'm going to put last place teams 
and treat them like heroes. I treat them the way they deserve to be treated. And if they get out of it, then good, we can get along. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I'm cut from a different cloth. Doc, what's your schedule the rest of the week? I know you and Linnell Willingham are hosting together on the Team 980, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to stomach him for the rest of the week, <laughs> and then um, and then I'll be on my own Saturday, and then it'll be a, it'll be a. I mean, I love Linnell, but today it was the most ridiculous three hours of radio <laughs> I've been involved in. But you know, it, it, listen, I did some dumb things. I'm still doing dumb things, but at 25, I mean, good God Almighty. He's trying to take on the world, and it's just, you know, it's just. <laughs> but again, it was entertaining. So yeah. if you if you're into entertainment, then yeah, I think we were pretty funny today. I'm all in. I'm going to check that out. It's available on the Odyssey app using the rewind feature. Doc, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you my? Are you are you in the leadoff guy Saturday for me? You know I am. Okay, I love it. Hey, dude, it, when I take the baton from you. I feel like I'm Bob Hayes. I feel like there's nowhere I can lose. Can't wait to talk to you. See you, brother. See you, man. Good talking to you. you That's Doc Walker. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Are you ready to join the AWOD Army? Tune in to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM every day from noon to 3 on AWOD Radio. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. It is Tuesday, August 29th here in Richmond, Virginia. And Grant and Danny take over for me from 3 to 6.30. If you missed it, check out the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app. We had Danny Rouillet on a special version of the Richmond Commander earlier today. So you can always rewind on the Odyssey app or check out the podcast AWOD Radio. So you guys know I like to close the show by tossing it to my producer, the Zach Attack. See if I missed anything in the sports world, Hollywood entertainment, anything. Well, they should really rewind for Danny. Funny Danny was true to his name. Yep. And then if they missed, if they're just tuning in now, you guys missed a hot Doc Walker. <laughs> hot. All right, AWOD, I know you're all in on pumpkin spice. Is yes. this right? Yes, because it just... It tastes right. It tastes <laughs> okay. When it's when it what do you like to call it? Autumn, right? Everyone yeah, else calls it fall, fun. you call it autumn. It's more romantic. Right. And so I actually had a pumpkin uh, spice latte the other day in my building. They have like uh free coffee and they mm-hmm. had a pumpkin slice like uh Keurig thing. So I, I had one already. All right. And yeah. uh in or out on dude wipes. You know, I've actually never tried them before nor have i really yes it's I've, true now i do know that the the guys from bit season draft uh-huh. t-shirt and matt valdez they did <laughs> like a t-shirt. special bit where they uh for i think it was for christmas they put out a like an amazon wish list and they had fans send them dude wipes because it was on their wish list so okay. those guys know all about dude wipes they've okay. got clean heinies well this is what i want to ask you okay okay the, the folks from Dude Wipes back in 2018 posted this as a joke on their social media. But I want to let you know, Adam, you probably missed this. Pumpkin Spice butt wipes have arrived. Really? Yes. Available now from Dude Wipes? They, this is real. And so I guess the whole bit is that you wipe, you're clean, but you also have, instead of a minty fresh smell, you have a pumpkin smell. According to the description, 
They're designed to, quote, keep your butt cozy with a pumpkin spice-inspired mix of clove, nutmeg, and other fall scents. Hmm. And they will call them Dumpkin Spice Wipes. <laughs> no, they're not. They will. No, they're not. They do. That's a bad name. Dump- <laughs> I'm not wiping anything that says Dumpkin on my body. Are you kidding me? I'm, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. You're out. I'm out. I'm out. You're out on Dumpkin Spice. I, yes. Yes. I would have been in if it was. Because it's Sully's Pumpkin Spice? Yes. Because okay. here's the thing. If it was like a pumpkin spice uh, lotion that you could put on your arms oh, and your legs and it. your face, I would do that. The pumpkin spice genre, every brand, all its breadth, it's all been done. <laughs> this and, is a new venture. And you hate pumpkin spice. I hate it. On principle. <laughs> I don't understand why you hate it. Like, where because, does that come from? Because they started in summer and it's hot. If I want a pumpkin spice latte, I will try one in November when it's winter and I want to feel warm inside. Is that too much to ask? No. I just think it it's like Black Friday no, or I get Cyber it. whatever day. I get it. It starts too soon. Hey, I did want to get your take on the big story that everyone locally is talking about. Okay. I'm sure you've heard about it. It's how Short Pump is bleeding over into Goochland. And it's pissing people off. Oh, really? Have you heard of that story? No. So, like, you know how, like, Short Pump Town Center, it just keeps growing and growing. And it's moving, I think it's west, like, away from the city. Mm-hmm. And it, it's starting to bleed into Goochland. And there was a photo here that was showing, like, Short Pump between 2020 and 2022. And it's just, they're, like, taking down the trees and all this stuff. But our buddy Trey Wilson from the Flying Squirrels yeah. had a funny tweet where he said, uh, this is 15 or 20 minutes from where we live, but it baffles me when people say, we moved out here to get away from it all, and at the same time they say, I wish we had a Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, the traffic is annoying. Yeah. That's probably what they're complaining about. But, I mean, I do love Short Pump, and I'm all for There's making it bigger and bigger and extending it. And if people want to, you know, move out to the suburbs, they can move farther and farther away. That's where I am. I did not know that I would be in the perfect spot within that triangle. I'm, I can go into Powhatan and, like, one mile from my house. Yeah. I'll be in Chesterfield, and then I'm, like, 10 minutes from the pump, Henrico. Yeah. So it's really a good spot. Well. But I don't know. You can't have it all, Goochland. No, no. You know what they don't have is enough pickleball courts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play pickle today. Are you still mad at me about the inserts? I, I'm a little upset about that, yeah. In, in case you missed it earlier on the show today, Zach suggested that I get injured so much and my body is so frail that I need no. special inserts to track my data and make sure that, I don't fall on my ass again playing that, wiffle ball. I, I don't want you to fall. Yeah. I mean, if you're falling in wiffle ball games, no offense, or you know, you're know, you popping at a pickleball game as you're training for a pickle boo in October. It, was, it wasn't like I was popping. That makes me sound like— your, You said your ankle popped. Well, yeah, that's what you have to say. My ankle popped. It's not oh. like I was popping my butt. I wasn't dancing. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> My ankle popped going for a forehand. Look, it was a local company. It's a startup. All right, it's AI infused soles for your shoes. Sounds easy to pop them <laughs> right into your pickleball sneaks, right? Yeah. And maybe the data helps you somehow. Yeah. I'm only looking out for you, dude. You know, I actually, you know, so I did my rant last week, right, about Dick Sporting Goods. I'm out, oh. out on Dick Sporting Goods. Yes, you I've are. I've had several people reach out to me. One, they, they love the rant, too. They couldn't agree more. Dick Sporting Goods has dropped the ball. That's a good one to find on the app. I mean, it's, it's your just, best rant since I've been it, here. It's a good one because 
You know, if I want if I want that good dicks, I'll go online. Go online, <laughs> you know. I just shop online. I'm not going to the store to pay thirty five dollars for bad sunglasses and cheap shorts, and then wait fifteen minutes to even check out. And then they had I didn't even there. tell you they had an issue with their Apple Pay. I've used Apple Pay all over the country. I had to take my credit card out of my wallet. I haven't done that in over two years. Their Apple Pay system was messed up. It still smells good when you walk in the store, though. <laughs> yeah. I love that gear. It does. It does. And you know what? They Here's what they do have is they do have brand new tennis balls. All right? And yes. there's nothing like popping open a tennis ball and getting that so that, that so new tennis ball smell. You're just going to go Amazon for all your pickleball outfitting from um, here on. No, I mean, I, I, I have no problem with Target. I had a great tri- great trip to Target really? last week. In and out. And you know what? They've got a line, 15 items or less. It's great. Every express store lane. should have the to have the express lanes. And you know how many people they're like they have like sixteen items and they're like freaking out. Oh no, are they gonna count it? No, Do I really need this. I love the express line. Here's what I need when I go shopping. All right, express lines. You have to accept Apple Pay, and you have to have plenty of space in your parking lot. I'm not gonna call a place out here, but there's one place in particular I used to like going to, and now I can't find a parking spot because it's too popular. So I'm out. I need to be able to park within, like, walking distance where I'm not going to be breaking a sweat just to go into your store. You might not Costco then. Ever. Oh, really? Yeah. Good spaces. Just never find Do you it. have a Costco membership? I do. Executive. Everybody has a Costco membership. Loves to talk about it. And how, how much cheaper everything is. I don't flaunt Costco. I go there for gas. And you go I there go for the there, hot dogs? I go there for Trident gum. <laughs> it's 14 packs for, like, 8 bucks, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> We got enough people in studio here that you can hand out gum to everyone. <laughs> they sell those things for like three bucks at yeah. the gas station. Well, I appreciate the work you did today, Zach. Cheers. And thanks to our producers in training for stopping by the show today. It's Grant Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.